Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. and welcome to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna, and today I'm here with the talented Whitney Miller. How are you doing? Hi, I'm so good. It's great to be here. So glad to have you. We'd love to start off with the most difficult question ever. Oh, goodness. All right. <laughs> Let's see what we got. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, who is Whitney Miller? Oh, that is the most difficult question ever, isn't it? She is a girl who's lived so many different lives. You know, I can look back to growing up in Texas and, you know, she's really bottom line is I'm somebody who just knows what I want in life. And I use fear as my guiding star. I try to say like, okay, if I'm afraid of that, I'm going to go for it and just see what happens because I just love to have experiences. Um, and that's how I've lived my entire life from professional sports to Miss United States to taking a fight and being a kickboxing commentator from there and uh, had a very successful podcast after that. And then now doing the biggest, I feel like of them all is, is country music. Well, that is so awesome. And yeah, that transition in general, um, I think from, you know, Miss USA to kickboxing and, and MMA, it's like, okay, I could see I could see the athletic part of it, right? But I was like, mm-hmm. that's a big, big change. So like, how did no, I'm gonna ask, how did you decide to go from that from one to the other, obviously? You know, I've always been one that kind of like reinvents myself, you know, and yeah. I try to do different things. And so when I competed in, when I was handing my crown over as Miss United States, I was simultaneously, you know, training with professional fighters and UFC fighters that were coming through a company that I was a part of. And it was great fitness. You know, I loved that. But then I also realized, oh, this is something that I can compete in. And my big thing is, I like to challenge people and I like to challenge myself. And so I figured what would be the biggest challenge that I could take on. And it was going to be, you know, taking a fight and going to full fight camp. And when I made that announcement, as I was handing my crown over as Miss United States, everyone was half the crowd laughed and cheered. And the other half was just flabbergasted. You could literally hear a shock, a gasp from the, from the crowd, including my parents and family being a part of that. Um, but that's exactly what I wanted. And so it was just, it was something to try and challenge myself and everyone's else worldview. And, you know, and the bottom line is what you want to do in life matters only to what you want to do. Right. I mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, and it's so true that as limits come up, we put limits on ourselves. Really. I think that's fighting ourselves is the biggest battle of anything. Mm Mm-hmm. It really is. That's, that's been, you know, something that I've been really working on uh, over the past few years since I moved to Nashville was, is the thoughts that tell you that you can't do it, or you're not good enough, or you're too late to the game. And all of these self doubts that really 
you know, I haven't heard it from too many other people other than myself. And so if I decide to listen to that, I wouldn't be living the truly the life of my, of my dreams. Yeah. You know that you mentioned, you know, I don't think it's ever too late because we were just talking about Katie Oslin, how her first number one single was at age 40. Right. And at that point, technically you're out of the game. You're no longer valid. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I just, I think it's changed. I think the industry, especially with COVID and just technology in general coming up since, you know, the early aughts till now, technology and music has changed. I mean, it's it's so easily accessible, right? Yep. It really makes is. a huge difference. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so speaking of music, now that we're music here, right? Um, let's talk about your recent release, Diamond Country. Yeah, so I released Diamond Country in September and that was my debut single and it's a very in your face, over the top, loud type of song, very different than what you hear normally on country radio. But uh, that was the the direction that I wanted to go. I wanted to kind of make a stink, you know, and and some people are really going to love it and some people are really going to hate it. Um, but it was so much fun. I wrote that song with one of my good friends, Penny Painter, and I was going through a, a breakup at the time. And I remember going into the writing room and, and say, like, we can either write a heartbreak song or let's write a party song so I don't have to think about it. So hence Diamond Country was born out of that. And we did a big music video, um, which was one of the best experiences of my life and literally one of the most challenging experiences too. It was just so much energy and work and and time that went into it, but it really paid off and CMT.com premiered it, which was a huge dream come true for me, you know, being my first debut single um, in music and having such an awesome platform like CMT premiering it. I just could not believe it. I was flabbergasted. That is so awesome. I'm glad they did premiere because, you know, that was caught it on CMT and I'm like, hey, you know, so Mm -hmm. I will say I love CMT for new music like that. And and they're very much uh, women first, like you know, mixed, mi- I shouldn't say first, I should say a priority of making women and men equality in the music. So yeah, it's needed, you know, it, and that's something that I'm learning coming into this business um, is the discrepancy and how much, you know, women are represented and how much men are represented. And it's not, it's not something that's really talked about too much within the industry. And and so I love that CMT is taking a stance on that and saying, no, 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 we're going to put women on there. We're going to play their music. We're going to play their, their videos because not just because of their women, but because they deserve it and they're great at what they do. And so when, when they, you know, had, when I had the support of them behind me, it just really made, it made everything just 10 times sweeter. Absolutely. And Women back to back, you know, that yeah, itself breaking the molds. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, so tell me, who are some of the women that inspire you musically? Oh, I'm a good, I love Gretchen Wilson. You know, I love Miranda Lambert. I'm a big Bonnie Raitt fan. I love Susan Tedeschi. Um, I just kind of like those raspier, don't really care what they have to say, make the music that they want to make. And I grew up on that. I grew up listening to that. And I grew up listening to, you know, old school country with my dad. And we'd listen to Johnny Cash and and Hank Williams. And and so I think I still have a lot of that, those influences 
through me. Um, particularly, I would say like, you know, that country rock Gretchen Wilson vibe. I just, I can't get enough of it. I just love that little rebel kind of firecracker side. And that's definitely me. <laughs> oh, those are some, some great choices as well. And yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so would yeah. you like to do our 20 crazy questions? Okay. Okay. And again, as I, I said before we started today, I promise we won't get arrested yet. Okay, if you say so, I'm calling you to bail me out. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably going to get arrested together. That's the point. So, All right, cool. That sounds fun. <laughs> oh, tell me, do you have any guilty pleasure music? You know, the music that's kind of hidden away. You don't tell anyone else you really listen to or... No, I'm definitely not the person that hides anything. Like if I like something, I'm going to blare it and dance to it and make everyone around me do the same. And so one of my favorite songs that I just always go back to that's shocking to a lot of people is uh, Conga by Gloria Stefan. Banger. I absolutely love it. I can't get enough of it. I will put it on repeat over and over again. <laughs> How can you not? Doesn't that song just make everyone happy? Like, I just, I feel happy just thinking about that song. Yes, it's, it's the best. And if you guys haven't listened to it in a long time, I'm telling you, go put on Conga and see how good you feel. Absolutely. It's a great, and when you're cleaning the house, it makes it so much better too, because you're just like, you know. It's true. And I need all the help I can get when I, when I'm cleaning. I do not like to clean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So today, if I said your favorite song is. Oh, man, this is a really hard question for me because it's really hard for me to pick like a favorite movie or even like a favorite food. Like me picking one thing is so challenging. Um, So I don't know if I have. I'm sure it's out there, but I would just be pulling some random song out that wouldn't be an authentic response so I don't know if I can (laughs) if I can answer that currently but I I need to get better about like choosing a favorite thing I just love but it was just for today not tomorrow not yesterday just today's so Mm, that helps um, I don't know is there a song like today you were like oh yeah I heard that that's like my favorite song today you know I'm really loving right now I'm really loving uh Cassie Ashton she's an Mm -hmm. up-and-coming country music Mm -hmm girl has a like Americana vibes and she has a song called heavyweight which I think is I listen to that a lot and so I'd say I could I will be jamming out to that later today so there we go so there we go (laughs) can you tell me I'm I'm trying to redo this a little bit the top three concerts you've ever attended Ooh, yes. I can tell you my top concert, actually. This is one that I Oh, okay. So I could have just said your top concert. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm shocked to say this, but Maroon 5. I just saw Maroon 5, I don't know, maybe two years ago or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was insane. It was just insane. Like the show that he puts on and how beautiful the stage is and maybe everyone else that was there. It was just such, I honestly kept saying this is a life-changing concert because I felt like it was truly life-changing. It was so much fun. So I would say Maroon 5, even though I literally don't listen to them at all. Um, I've been to Shania Twain. 
she was my first concert, which I was obsessed with. And then, I mean, I've seen George Strait a few times now and he doesn't do much on stage, but he's the king. So I will sit there and sing every word day after day after day. <laughs> Those were great, all great concerts for sure. Mm-hmm. I can say the only one I haven't been to though is Maroon 5. So now I'm going to have to put that on my uh, music bucket list for sure. Definitely do it. You will not be disappointed. Oh. So recommendations. Can you recommend a couple artists or an album or two that we should all listen to before we die? I love ZZ Ward. She's a, she's definitely one of my, you know, go-tos. I would say she has a very cool vibe to her. Um, if you haven't listened to Susan Tedeschi and the Tedeschi tracks, that'll blow your mind. Um, her vocals are just mind blowing, just absolutely stunning. Um, hmm, those are probably my top two. If you haven't listened to Dorothy, I like Dorothy. She's more rock and I can get down with that. And then, you know what? I'm all about Frank Sinatra. Like my favorite thing to do date night or when you're cooking dinner in the kitchen, throw on some Frank Sinatra. Mm, There's nothing better. Perfect. You know, I have to say, I love that everyone lately has been mentioning Susan Tedeschi. Um, I I discovered her many years ago from a friend of mine and he's like, you know, and all the guys that knew me growing up and things like that were always like, Hey, we have some new music for you. You gotta check this out. And they gave me a thing from Susan Tedeschi and I was like hooked immediately. So it's insane. I love her. Yeah. I'm glad that people are talking about, about her. I hardly hear about her. And it's like I said, I just don't understand because she's just so good. Absolutely. Okay. So tell me, I know you've won awards before, right? Just a few, you know, a couple (laughs) major competitions as well. (laughs) But when you win CMA Entertainer of the Year, tell me. Yeah. Who is the first person you want to thank? You know, my mind actually goes to <laughs> first person I wanted to thank is me. There's like a, <laughs> some sort of online thing that dwells because I put in the work and I showed up for myself, blah, blah, blah. But yes, that's a part of it. But you know what? The first person I would have to thank is Matt Noveski. Um, He was the guy who he's the basis for Blue October, owns Orb Recording Studio in Austin, Texas. And, you know, I have a different background. Along all of the other accomplishments that I've done, singing was my biggest fear, too. And I got to a point to where I I literally had a phobia of singing. I could not sing. And I did a lot of work on trying to get over that fear because it was becoming, like, very excruciating to live that way. It was It was heartbreaking. And um, I went and sang at his studio for one of my vocal coaches and he saw me and and said, look, there's something here. If you want to do this, I'm here to help you. And if it wasn't for Matt, I don't think I would be where I'm at today. And so he truly, I, I feel like I owe so much to him and I will forever, ever always be grateful. And I will definitely talk about him when I win entertainer of the year at the CMAs. I'm so excited to see that. Hopefully I'll be in the audience that day. Or at least, you know, doing the red carpet interviews that day. So of course. I mean, I hope I can I hope I can just get on stage without passing out because knowing me, I'll be so <laughs> excited. I'll pass out. I'll fall over my dress. I'll just like it'll I'll be like a firework that just exploded and we have no idea what's gonna happen next. <laughs> but that's beautiful. That is awesome. Thanks. 
oh, tell me something on your bucket list. Oh, I have a weird obsession with tornadoes and I really want to go chase a tornado. That is really cool. I like that. Yeah. You make yeah. sure like you do this whole social media thing, like film you doing well, the chasing of the tornado or whoever you're with, because that would just be cool in general. Listen, I have, I've like, I, so I took a bunch of meteorology courses in, in college because I wanted to be a storm chaser. And I thought that's what I was going to do. <laughs> um, and I have like tweeted at the weather channel. I follow all these storm chasers online. Like, come on, just let me just come with you. You won't even know that I'm there, you know? Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely chase a tornado. That's on my bucket list. Another one on my bucket list was to get in a NASCAR, like ride around in a NASCAR mm-hmm. car. And I actually get to do that next weekend. So I'm excited to check that off my list too. That is awesome. Well, congrats on that. Thank you. Favorite vacation spot? Any beach with warm water and a margarita and sun. Like I am easy. You just put me on a beach and I can lay there in the sun like a beached whale and have margaritas brought to me endlessly. I'm, I'm happy. (laughs) Okay. I'll just bring you down here to Florida. Although the water is not as warm right now. It's like, you know, I think seventies or whatever, but still. I mean, it's, nice. it's January, right? So February, whatever we're at, January. Okay. Almost, oh. almost February. Almost. I'm waiting for tomorrow. <laughs> Jan 1st, <laughs> I can, I didn't do sugary. I love sugary coffees and I didn't yeah. do sugary coffees all of January. So tomorrow it's going down. I love that. You know, I love how people do uh, their dry or different January things. I so cool to see different things. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me. Do you prefer paper books, audiobooks, or ebooks? Paper books. Definitely. Yeah. So, I like paper books. Unless there's like a very in-depth book that's just hard to read, then I'll listen to an audiobook. But recently I've been doing paper books for sure. Awesome. If mm-hmm. we made a movie about your life tomorrow, who would you want to play you? <gasps> My God. Someone badass. Um, I don't know, maybe like Margot Robbie, that would be cool. (laughs) Or like maybe it's an older version of me and it's like Jane Fonda because she's cool. Pretty awesome. I love it. I'll just call her up tomorrow. We'll get started. Perfect. (laughs) Do you sing in the shower? Yes, all the time. I sing constantly in the shower. I write a lot of songs in the shower, actually. I have a weird, another obsession of mine is I have a weird obsession with showering. Like I just, there's, it's like my safe place. Like if anything's just going wrong, I can take a shower and get out and I'm like refreshed. I can, I write all kinds of music in the shower and I sing all the time in the shower too. So I do all the things. (laughs) Oh, perfect. I love that. And that, you know, it is so true. Like, you know, when you're having a bad day, sometimes you just jump in the shower and it makes it so much better too. Right. Yeah. It could just be like little things you can do. Right. And for Mm -hmm. me, it's just, what's the lowest hanging fruit that's going to make me feel better. Let me just go get in a warm shower, chill out for a minute and then, you know, reboot. I'll be fine. (laughs) So tell us, have you ever had like a bad job? If so, tell us, what do you feel is the worst job or maybe the worst job for you? Example, uh, we had someone tell us that she's like, the worst job ever is waitressing. 
Not that it's a disrespectful thing. She goes, I just couldn't do it. She goes, I was carrying a tray, dropped glasses, spilled oh. drinks on people. Like, it was horrible. She goes, I even tried. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, waitressing yeah. is really hard, but I, I loved waiting tables. It's one of, like, my favorite things. I even flirt sometimes with just saying, maybe I'll go wait some more tables because I just love I love meeting people like that. And I've always really enjoyed it. Um, I would say one of the hardest jobs for me was my first job right out of college. I enjoyed it, but it was on a home shopping network. And I was the live host of this jewelry channel where we're selling like cheap jewelry. But I would go on air at 2 a.m. and get off air at I think it was like 6 a.m. So I was four hours live television, no prompter in the middle of the night. Um, and I, I enjoyed it, but also I'm just such a person who loves to get up early, loves to go to bed early. I just, I, I need that. And so having to go to sleep at 3 p.m. in the afternoon to wake up at 10 p.m. for the graveyard shift did not work well for me. It just, it was not good for my mental health. And so I loved the job. If I could have done it during normal business hours, I probably would have enjoyed it more, but that graveyard shift is not for me. You know, that is probably the hardest thing to work. I don't care what job it is. That is the hardest thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'll teach you. I did it for quite some time and it was, it took me a while to like recover from that. Yeah, you know, I'm always amazed when uh, hospitals, doctors, nurses, things like that do those switch switch shifts or even law enforcement where it's like right. two or three months on one shift, two or three months on another. I'm like, how do you recoup? I mean, it's it, to me, it just seems like it takes such a toll to get that schedule. So exactly. but I commend them, commend them all for doing it. Me too. Me too. They, they are absolutely amazing because mm-hmm. I can't do it and we need people like them. <laughs> Favorite meal. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Dinner, all the way. I don't even really like breakfast, honestly. Like, I will eat breakfast. I won't, I'll eat lunch food or dinner food for breakfast. <laughs> I'm just not a big eggs and bacon person. But if we have like pasta, I will wake up and eat pasta if that's how it goes. But yeah, I would definitely say dinner. And, and pasta is probably my go to. And I love sushi as well. Oh, perfect. You know, it took me like 30 some years to eat breakfast during breakfast time. My mom would be proud at this time in my life. So yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> totally understand. Uh, so do you have a game plan for zombie apocalypse? Um, let's see. No, but luckily I grew up in Texas. So I grew up around guns. <laughs> uh-huh. And I would most likely end up going down to my dad's little ranchito in Texas and hope uh, hopefully I don't have to kill a bunch of zombies but I will be prepared if I need to (laughs) oh I love it yeah tell us something you would never do what's something I would never do Mm -hmm. wow I mean I would never like my mind immediately goes to something bad, like murdering some someone, you know. Well, that's but good. I'm glad I, you would never do that purposefully. Yes. Just so we know, you guys. Um, unless it's zombies, then there's you know an exemption. That, that's a different story. That's not that's technically not people anymore, right? That's, that's right. okay. That's, yeah. So it's no longer murder. Yeah, exactly. It's some other form of self protection. <laughs> um, oh. something I would 
never do. See, that's the thing with me is I try almost everything Mm -hmm. just because I want to know what it's like. And even growing up, my family always told me, oh, Whitney's going to do what Whitney wants to do. And it's really true because it's, I want to taste it and feel it and have the experience of it. I'm not very good at taking someone's word for something, you know, like, oh, it's going to be like this. You don't need to do that. And for me, I want to get out there and try it and see how that's actually going to go. Hence, you know, getting punched in the face and and all that good stuff. Um, So that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure there's a lot I would, I would, I, you know what? I would never eat like a tarantula or something. Oh yeah. Count me into that. Never. I, I'm Again, in there. I'm, yeah. yeah. I can go on yeah. my life. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so hypothetically, Ooh, if I came to you, <laughs> we could, we could, we could, if I uh, hypothetically came to you or called you and said, Hey, Whitney, I need to hide a dead body. Do you know a good place? Yeah. Okay, we'll leave it at that. No, no more conversation. Uh, that's hilarious. Hypothetically, maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, well, I'll just call you if I ever have to. And if you're, you're kind of hesitating, then I'll be like, oh, never mind. I was just joking. And uh, it's fine. It's, it's, it's totally fine. You know, <laughs> I'm sure we could find some very top-notch places. Perfect. Perfect. And I know um, between Florida, we have the Everglades. We have a lot of swamplands over there and, you know, Louisiana. You know, it's kind of in this whole little area. And yeah. A bunch of weird animals in there. They'll just eat it right up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh. So since as, a, you know, people, we never grow old, grow up. We never grow up. We can, we have to grow old, but we never have to grow up. So in never growing up, what would you want to be when you grow up? Country music star. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I mean, that was, that's always been my biggest dream without a doubt. And I think I tried to do all of these other things in my life to kind of scratch that itch and hope that maybe I wouldn't have to go down that path because it seemed so daunting and scary to me at the time, but there's nothing else more in the world that I can imagine doing. I'm the happiest I've ever been. I'm the most me I've ever been. And so as long as it keeps feeding my soul that way, I'm, I'm going to give it hell and there's going to be no brake pedals, you know? And, and so that's where I see myself is touring and making music and meeting fans and dancing and having a hell of a good time doing it. Oh, and I'm great. I'm great that I get to watch your journey as well. Oh, so. thank you. Thank you. Hopefully it's a good one to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will be. I, you just seem like you're just so determined to do things and whether, you know, you have the backing or not, you're going to do them. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm rooting you on no matter what. Yes. Yeah. Oh. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid of, I think my, my biggest fear is is being, is going to my deathbed with things that I want to do left inside of me, you know? And that's one of the reasons why I ended up finally going and becoming a musician was because it absolutely terrified me that I would be on my deathbed one day thinking you didn't even try because you were too afraid. And that's, 
That is not how I want my life to go. So for me, I will not be on my deathbed with dreams left, at least tried or, you know, turned over. Or, like I said, it's that's that's definitely where my heart goes. Now, if we're not talking about that deep, like your biggest fear of everything, I'm definitely petrified of spiders. I don't like them. I think they can all die. Yeah. <laughs> I will second that. Thank you. Yes. Nope. I don't need those in my life. Run along. <laughs> exactly. They're fine outside, away from me, with, you know, nice perimeter. Exactly. Like, you stay where you are, honey. Yeah. Don't come over here, okay? No. In <laughs> fact, just keep on moving the other way. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, so, would you go to karaoke with me? Ooh, okay, fine. I don't like karaoke. <laughs> But yes, I will. <laughs> okay, well, good. I didn't say we'd have to stay long or even sing. We could just show up and leave then. All right. In that case, I'm down to go. I love watching people do karaoke. I just, for some reason, I just don't, I'm still afraid of it. Like, I just don't like to do it. But I will go and cheer you on. And who knows, maybe I'll get up there with you and we'll do a duet. Okay. Okay, we could do that. I'm a little tone deaf. So, you know, if it's pitchy off key, you know, I'm just a regular, you know, someone told me the other day, everyone can sing. And I'm like, yeah, but not all of us can sing well. There's a difference. Okay. You know, some people can occasionally <laughs> carry a tune. And there, and there are some people that you're like, I'm not yeah. sure you can even hear yourself right now because it's that like mm-hmm. nails on chalkboard bed. Like, yeah, but it's yeah. all good. Right. They got up, they tried it. I mean, yeah, as long as you're up there having a good time, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. We just don't need to take ourselves so seriously all the time. Yeah. That's the thing. Like if we just see life as like our playground to where we can go have fun without hurting other people. Then yeah. we don't need to take ourselves seriously. Just go laugh at yourself and make mistakes and learn and, you know, exactly. Exactly. Enjoy life. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. So this now this goes a little deeper. If you could be any person like Dolly Parton, Loretta Lynn, whoever, right. Or a position like a CEO or surgeon or whatever who or what position would you want to be for a day and why I think I would want to be I would definitely I mean because I'm so focused on music right now I would definitely have to be someone in the music industry Ooh, Rick Rubin I would want to be him for a day to understand a little bit of how his mind works and how he creates you know, how, how the creative process for him is so different from everybody else. I think that would just be incredibly interesting. And I really don't know too much about him. I just listened to a podcast recently with him and that really sparked my, my interest. And yeah, I think that, that would be my, that would be the most interesting one to me right now. Wonderful. Love it. Do you have any words of wisdom that you live by? If so, what are they? (laughs) It's yeah, it would be to say yes. Like I, I'm, my mantra right now is just say yes, you know, and figure out how you're going to work through the fears later. You know, I think, I think this is our life and we, and we have to take the reins of it. No one's going to come along and save us. And no one's going to come along and be like, here's your biggest dream. You, I'm going to give it to you. No, it's like, you have to show up every single day for yourself and you have to cheer on yourself every single day. And, mm-hmm. and no one's going to be there to, to do it for you might have help along the way, but ultimately you have to make the decision for yourself of what kind of life you want to live. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna have to have you back on just do a motivational podcast now because you know that's just like so dead on. I'm like, thank you. Like sometimes you just want to say that stuff yourself, and you're like, oh, so glad my guest said it today. Oh, thank you, thank you, and and then you live by it too, and and you know, embrace it. That's the thing is, I have to tell myself these things all the time. (laughs) Like Whitney, no one's gonna do it for you. So you just got a little version of a pep talk of things that I tell myself when. <laughs> that's I love it. I'm gonna have to, that's gonna be our next question for next year. It's gonna be like, tell us the pep talk you give yourself. There you go. Exactly. You just inspired a new crazy question. Yes, I love that. <laughs> um, so tell us what do you have going on for the rest of this year? Um, some shows, more writing, more songs. Yeah. What's happening? I'm so excited about this year. It's already off to such a good start. I just released another song two weeks ago uh, or a week and a half ago now um, called 15 Minutes of Fame. And it's already doing better than the first song, which is great. And I wrote that song with three other girls here in Nashville and um, people.com premiered that, which was very, very cool for me. And there's some other things coming up with that song that I can't announce yet, but very exciting news. Um, as soon as I can announce it, I will be shouting it. And from there, I'm going to be releasing new music every month. So, you know, you can just get ready because there's going to be all kinds of new music coming out. I'm playing, you know, I'll be playing here in Nashville at the listening room and some other rounds like that. I'm going out to the Super Bowl and doing a private party out there. And so I definitely have been starting to put my my schedule together, but really for the next, you know, 6 months it's all about writing and recording and releasing new music. Beautiful. Well, uh, we're going to be so excited for all the new music coming out. Thank and you. Uh, if you're in Nashville, go check out the listening room and anywhere else Whitney's playing. Yeah. Awesome. I'd love, I mean, I love to meet people. So if you guys come out, don't hesitate to come say hi or high five me or take a shot. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll let you know if we're coming out and maybe we can even do a quick little interview or live and uh, yeah. yeah. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. great. I love that. It has been a privilege to having you on today and you are welcome back anytime. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm excited for the next time. Absolutely. So well, that'll be booked, what, next month or no? Right, exactly. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> see you tomorrow. Have a good night. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh. But thank you again for joining me. And thank you, friends, for joining us for another episode. We'll see you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.